This is Instant Game Reaction, an immediate look back at the Colts' latest game. And trying to make an adjustment on the ball is Michael Pittman. He catches it, and he rumbles across the goal line. Touchdown, a 42-yard strike. Aaron out downfield, down the far sideline, looking for Zay Jones, and it's intercepted by the Colts. He's in! Touchdown, I-N-D-Y! Now, here's your host, J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. I'm JJ Stankovitz. It is just me this week. It's Christmas Eve. We wanted to get an episode out to everyone, but seeing as it's about 8 o'clock on Christmas Eve, no Bill Brooks today. We're all going to go spend some time with our families. But again, just wanted to get a quick episode out to everyone here before we go start celebrating Christmas. The Colts lose 29-10 to to the Atlanta Falcons in Week 16 Certainly a disappointing loss for the Colts. Only 10 points. That is tied for the the Colts' season low. But the Falcons putting up 29 with Taylor Heineke stepping in at quarterback. The Falcons made that switch last week going on, uh, benching Desmond Ritter. But the Colts, they, they gave up big plays in this game. The Falcons were able to get 18 plays that generated 10 or more yards, 11 plays that got 15 or more yards. They had explosive touchdowns to Kyle Pitts on a pass that opened the scoring, and then Tyler Algier ripped off a 31-yard touchdown run in the third quarter. The big problem in this game for the Colts was Bijan Robinson, the Falcons running back, top 10 pick. Obviously, he's an incredible player. Zaire Franklin said after the game, you know, he told Bijan once the, the final whistle hit, hey, you know, you're an exceptional athlete and an incredible player. But the Colts really had problems getting Bijan Robinson to the ground. The Falcons did a good job getting him out in space, making him difficult to bring down in this game. Bijan Robinson, according to Pro Football Focus, forced 11 missed tackles on his 22 touches. He gained 122 on his 20 touches. Excuse me, he gained 122 yards on those touches, and it, it was a, a challenge for the Colts to get off the field. In some situations, the Falcons maybe weren't as efficient as you would think on third down based on their point total, but there was one that was kind of a backbreaker. The Falcons only converted 5 of 13 third down tries. The one that was a backbreaker came after Matt Gay hit a field goal to bring the score to 20 to 10 in the second half. Jonu Smith caught a quick little screen kind of flare pass from Taylor Heineke and rumbled 15 yards on third and 14 to pick up a first down. That kind of felt like a backbreaker in the moment of this game. The Colts, you know, on offense, weren't able to move the football with any consistency after the first drive of the game. Colts go 13 plays, gain 75 yards to open the game. Jonathan Taylor gets a touchdown, punches it in on third and goal from the one. Alec Pierce, Will Mallory make big plays on that drive, including Alec Pierce getting a pass interference flag in the end zone. But after that, everything kind of dried up. After that drive, Jonathan Taylor carried 12 times for 21 yards. That's an average of 1.8 yards per carry after that first drive. Shane Steichen was asked about it after the game, and he said, you know, look, if I had an answer for it, we probably would have, you know, figured it out during the game. Um, Something the Colts are going to have to go back to the drawing board with on offense. It looked like they were trying to kind of pass to get the Falcons out of some of their run defense looks, but without Michael Pittman Jr., there were some issues in the passing game. The Colts had a season-high six drops in this game. Uh, that, again, according to Pro Football Focus. A couple other things just to touch on. The defense did not generate a takeaway for the first time in 19 games. That snapped a 19-game takeaway streak. That was the longest active streak in the NFL. 
Falcons did a good job not really putting the ball into harm's way. There was maybe only one opportunity uh, in the, maybe two opportunities, I should say, in this game for the Colts to get a takeaway. Late in the first half, Zaire Franklin jumped a pass from Taylor Heineke, was not able to come down at the interception. And then to open the second half, Taylor Heineke fumbled the snap to open the third quarter. He was able to recover it. Grover Stewart dove in there, just wasn't able to get the ball. Those are kind of the two chances the Colts had to take the ball away and flip momentum. We're not able to do it. And then the Colts only got one sack in this game. Cody Pay brought down Taylor Heineke just behind the line of scrimmage. It, was, it went for a zero-yard sack. That did set an Indianapolis-era record with the Colts' 47th sack of the season. That is the most the team has had since the 1970s. But again, the Colts, this is a team that had really built their defense on takeaways and sacks. They were third in the NFL in both categories. Entering Week 16, they only had one sack and no takeaways. Another key moment in this game, the Falcons go, uh, the Colts get a stop down in their own territory, in Colts' territory. young Hui Koo doinks a kick off the right update, but um, up, upright, but Amir Speed was lined up offside. So the kick was negated. Falcons get a fourth and short. They go for it. They convert it. They wind up going down, still getting a field goal. But another moment in this game where the Colts just were not able to seize momentum back from the Falcons, who just continued building it and building it as the game went on. Talking to guys in the locker room after the game, there was this sense of, obviously, disappointment and frustration. But Gardner Minshew said something that really resonated with the guys. He, he talked about not taking this opportunity for granted, not looking at it and seeing, all right, well, you know, Atlanta just lost to Carolina, a, two, a two-win team. They just lost that game 9-7 to seven last week, and, hey, we just blew out the Steelers. This should be a game we should win. You know, Gardner Minshew said, no, it's not how this works. You have to go out and earn it every week but also don't take these opportunities for granted. I think for a young team, those words really resonated because there are a lot of guys who are in the middle of their first playoff run, or even if they were here in 2021 when the Colts did not make the playoffs, they were still in it that year. Even in, even back into 2020, the Colts, when the Colts did make the playoffs, this is a team that's been in the playoff hunt in three of the last four years down the stretch. And, you know, Gardner Minshew's message was, hey, the, these opportunities are rare. You cannot think they're going to happen every year you don't know when the next one is going to come and it's important to just take advantage of the opportunity that the Colts have right now that really resonated with guys Zaire Franklin talked about it Um, you know we'll see how the Colts bounce back now coming out of this loss but this is a team that has bounced back before The, the Colts lost two weeks ago by 20 to the Cincinnati Bengals on the road they came back and then blew up the Pittsburgh Steelers a week later so this team does have some resiliency week to week but also understands that right now it's crunch time. There is no more margin for error in this AFC playoff race. The Colts are still seventh as we speak right now. That will not be changed by the outcome of the Denver Broncos-New England Patriots game tonight. The Colts are seven in the AFC with an eight and seven record. But crucially, the Colts do not control their own destiny when it comes to the playoffs. There is a situ- There is a scenario where if the Colts win out and results break the way of the Cincinnati Bengals, that the Bengals and Colts, if they are both, if they're the only two teams in the NFL with a 10-7 and record going or at the end of the season, then the Bengals will make the playoffs over the Colts based on the head-to-head tiebreaker that the Bengals have coming from Week 14. Now, that takes a lot to happen. It starts with the Jaguars 
winning their final two games. The Jaguars lost badly today to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 30-12. to Trevor Lawrence exited that game with a shoulder injury. We'll keep an eye on that. Lawrence has been really banged up over the last couple of weeks with an ankle injury, a concussion, and now the shoulder. The Jaguars get the Panthers at home next week, and then they go on the road to the Titans to end the season. Tennessee certainly would love to spoil the Jaguars' season there. If the Jags go 1-1, and the Colts go 2-0 and down the stretch, Colts win the division. There is a possibility that the Colts' Week 18 game against the Texans, if the Jaguars are losing to the Titans, that that game would be for the AFC South. Now, the Texans, they lost also badly 36-22 to the Cleveland Browns. They were without C.J. Stroud for the second straight week, but Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper diced up that Texans defense. Uh, sorry to anyone who had to go up against Amari Cooper in fantasy this week. That was probably a miserable experience for you. Uh but that means every team in the AFC South that is still in contention to win the division is 8-7. and seven. The Jaguars still have the tiebreaker over the Texans and Colts. But if the Jaguars lose a game and the Colts win out, the Colts still will win the AFC South. So that is kind of the headline of what the Colts are looking at down the stretch. The wild card still definitely a possibility. The Bengals have a tough remaining schedule. They go to the Chiefs next week. And then they host the Browns, and the Bengals are coming off a 34-11 to loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers on Saturday. This is going to get interesting. Um, it, it was last week, it kind of felt like the Colts won and everyone else did in the wildcard race. This week, it feels like the Colts lost and everyone else lost in the AFC wildcard race uh, as you look at the number seven seed right now. It's going to be a real interesting finish to the season. Uh, the Colts do have a lot of confidence, even though today, you know, you look at the result, weren't able to move the ball consistently, weren't able to stop the Falcons consistently, but this is a team that has shown some pretty good resilience all year. You think about coming off the three-game losing streak and then winning four in a row, coming off the loss to the Bengals and then beating the Steelers. Now it's time for the Colts to get resilient once again with the Las Vegas Raiders coming to town on New Year's Eve. The Colts will finish out the season with the Raiders and then the Houston Texans. One other just final overarching thought about the Colts-Falcons game. Sometimes these games happen, and it, it was the, the Colts have had these, you know, again, this year, where you think about the loss to the Saints, where they weren't able to slow down that New Orleans offense. But ultimately, it's a week-to-week league, and something that a, a number of players echoed after the game was, You can't let one loss become two, and you can't let one win color how you view an upcoming game. And it kind of feels like the Colts really are taking that message to heart after, you know, you're riding high after beating the Steelers. Gardner Minshew made mention, you know, maybe the Colts didn't have the right sense of urgency this week. But now the Colts, this is a lesson for them. And it's one that they are going to have to learn from going down the stretch here where they don't totally control their destiny, but... There's a really good chance that if the Colts win out, they will still be in the playoffs. So still a lot of opportunity ahead of the Indianapolis Colts in 2023. Anyways, that's going to do it for this abbreviated one-man episode of Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. We're going to have a little bit of a different schedule this week. Tuesday is going to be loaded up on Boxing Day, if you so celebrate. With Colts Roundtable Live, Matt Taylor will be joined by Shane Steichen, Rick Venturi, and Joe Wrights to break down the Colts' loss to the Falcons. We will also have another episode of the official Colts podcast coming out on Tuesday. That'll be available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. And then we'll get back into our normal swing of things with 
Inside Football's Rick Venturi coming out on Wednesday. Another episode of the official Colts podcast on Thursday. And then a normal episode of Instant Reaction with Bill Brooks back here on the podcast next Sunday following the Colts and Raiders at Lucas Oil Stadium. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Instant Reaction. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. And we will talk to you next week on New Year's Eve after the Colts play the Las Vegas Raiders.